This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Tim Keefer, MIBTOnline.com. Welcome to our Wednesday night football meeting, 7 p.m. Central Time. We're doing something special tonight because I really wanted everyone across the country to get this information. We're streaming to everywhere. Freebie. This is a free preview like we like to do from time to time. So we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on our normal streams. So everybody can enjoy the meeting tonight. Whether you're watching this live or recorded, I think you're going to get a lot of great information out of this meeting and at least you know, some ways to maybe hone your skills or hone your, your train of thought in regards to our great topic tonight. So I want to thank everybody for being here. Really appreciate it, taking some time. You know, obviously there was most of the country got done playing football. We're in January. Some of the country's gonna gonna start playing hopefully here soon. So just take it. If you're not playing football right now, put this on the back burner maybe and then come back to it in, in the uh, the summer because I think it's gonna this is a great topic. We're gonna have a real good time tonight going over it. So kind of run through our, our PowerPoint here. So you're grounded tonight. So January 20th meeting. I think I got all the dates right this week, hopefully. So so we're going to go through some announcements. Play of the week from last week. Uh, catch no catch. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Play of the week for this week. And then the call-in line should be working tonight. We'll take questions in the call-in line. As always, you can text during the meeting. You can always text us. We're going to do the call-in at the end, but it's for, available for anybody, but the text is also available for anybody as well. You can text your comments, questions directly to that number. And we got Robbie Barr over there, who's manning the text as usual, six feet away, social distancing. Robert's there. How are you doing tonight, Robert? I'm doing great. I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn from you, Tim, from Bill, from the viewers. We want you to text in because we want to hear your opinion on these uh, plays as well. So I'm looking forward to an exciting night. Awesome. So that's what's going to go on. So here are our announcements, all right, real quick. The football meetings are going to continue as long as there's going to be football. If all of a sudden everybody cancels, maybe we'll go back to our once a month. But we're going to try to keep the weekly meetings going, maybe take a week off here or there. But we're going to try to keep the weekly meetings going at least for a while because we know that everybody's getting ready for football. And hopefully we're not being repetitive. We're trying to keep it fresh here. It's a lot of meetings. We've got a lot of meetings this year. So we're going to try to keep those meetings going, though. We'll see how it goes as things progress. Clinics. We got a volleyball clinic for all you volleyball officials. January 6, 9 a.m. Central Time. You want to join the volleyball clinic? If you're not a member, you can just go pay for the volleyball clinic or join our association. You get that. Join, you know, subscribe to MIBT online, or you can just go and if you want to do the volleyball clinic, that'd be a lot of fun. It's available in our store. Same for a softball clinic. April 7th, we're going to be doing a softball clinic. So same thing. If you want to be a member, great. If you're already a member, you get this. So if you're already a member with us, how about it? All this great officiating stuff that you get. Baseball Umpiring Fundamentals with Sam Holbrook is now available. So for all you baseball umpires, go check this out. Please send me your feedback, okay? You can, uh, Tim at MIBTmedia.com, you can actually text me your feedback here too. I would love to hear what you think about this video for all you baseball umpires out there. This is something brand new that we've done this year. So please let me know what you think about it. And if you're not a member, you can either go buy the video or become a member and get the video. These are all these great ways to do this. So we offer a lot of ways to be able to watch this great officiating education content. So before we go to the play of the week from last week, we're going to bring in the panel tonight. And so I'm real happy to have, we, we were trying to bring in, Stan Brown is 
off getting his daughter married, so he's not going to be here tonight. So we're going to miss Stan. We wish him and his family nothing but the best. His daughter, can, probably future son-in-law, congratulations so, uh, to them. But we're going to bring in our panel, and I want to welcome our, our special guest this week. We're going to try to do a special guest every week from Alaska. You saw him at our holiday party, but he's here tonight with us to join us, and I appreciate Brian Hoskins for being here. Brian, thank you very much for being here tonight. Thank you, man. I'm looking forward to having the discussion about football tonight and learning just to continue to learn. Yeah, excellent. And, and for those you don't know, Brian is is like the head guy, one of the big big dog in Alaska. You know, we got we're bringing in the talent tonight. You know, so thanks for being here, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. This will be fun. Great. So we also have Bill Lamagne. Bill's gonna is is with us from. Uh, some beach somewhere. I don't know. Bill, what beach are you on today? Well, I was actually wanted to be in Hawaii up on the North Shore, but uh, that didn't work out. Oh so I just uh, put the picture in the background just to maybe feel better. All right. So I guess, I guess uh, that, that, there you go. Everybody feels, you know, get, you know, the sun, get the sun out there. So I yeah, guess Mike Billick is, exactly. couldn't be here. I guess Mike Billick is not uh, here. Maybe he'll join us here in a little bit. So um, all right, well, let's get to our presentation without further delay. A, a lot of cool things. So let's play a leak from last week. All right, we'll go wide on this. So we got a lot of feedback on this, and it was a good play. So let's, uh, let's play her up. So you see the quarterback shotgun comes to the right, throws the ball. It's a little jumpy. Umpire looks like he's got something. Headlines is pointing. And the umpire comes in, and then now we have uh, seven officials on this game, so then the, the side judge comes in, and eventually they rule this incomplete. So here was the results, though, from the poll that we did. So catch, no catch. 31% of the respondents said yes. 69 of the respondents said no. So like I said, the video might have been a little jumpy, and I did get some comments about that from the viewers, hey, it was hard to see because it kind of jumped around, but I, I wanted to go to the play. And so we're, I'm gonna pull the play up here now uh, because this is important to discuss on exactly like some of the key elements of how we're gonna break it down to determine whether it's a catch or no catch. So we'll go wide, we'll go wide on the play again. And on plays like this, when the ball is going to be close to grounded. So now there's some question, does the ball get caught right there? That's where your, that's where your question lies. And of course, now the, the thing is freezing up. But the question lies, oh, it just shut down. So the question lies is that, is that a point of where the ball is caught or does it hit the ground? And now who's going to get the best view of that? You can see our umpire, it is a little grainy, but you can see our umpire is looking in. Our headlinesman is over here and he's looking in from this way. So ultimately, that's why our umpires, we teach our umpires to spin, because we want that inside out look. And I'm gonna let this play, we'll go wide, and you'll see our umpire, he comes in and he's like, he wants to go incomplete, but then he kind of pulls it back in because he doesn't know what his headlinesman's gonna do. And the headlinesman, I don't know if you can see this here, is pointing to the umpire. Why? Because he's looking for that help, because he didn't, he did not see it, so he's obviously looking for that help, or he wasn't sure. Our side judge out here in this crew of seven, 
he's probably not got, he probably doesn't have the angle on this. Now they, they eventually get together where the umpire kind of comes and says, all right, now we've got this as an incomplete pass. So good for the umpire to step up and say, yeah, I've got this as an incomplete pass, but I want to start this one off with Bill. Bill, as an umpire, if you're going to make that kind of call, it either is or it isn't. So I was a little taken back that our umpire just didn't come in hard and say it. Like he was almost waiting for the headlinesman to see what he wanted to rule before he came in because incomplete's incomplete. You see the ball hit the ground. It doesn't matter what anybody else has. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and he was so hesitant, um, almost like uh, he was totally unsure himself. Uh, it was a half-hearted uh, arms up and he, he didn't finish it off. Uh, and then it wasn't till, till he got the point that he said, well, I guess I got to go incomplete. Um, so I, I mechanically, I'm not, uh, I'm not thrilled with how this was handled. Was it a catch? Was it incomplete? I don't have a clue from this video. Uh, but you know, the other thing to keep in mind is when we're talking about trap catch versus an upright receiver, when we're talking about trap catch, the philosophy has been when in doubt, if you don't see it hit the ground, make it a catch. Uh, you call it incomplete because you saw it hit the ground. And I don't know if this hit the ground or not. So if he was using when in doubt on this one, uh, he was using the wrong philosophy. And you're, talk you're talking about the headlinesman coming in. Is that correct? I'm talking about the umpire, too. Uh, okay. what, even the, you know, but obviously the uh, headlinesman, gave in. He probably saw a little bit of that signal and was like, well, okay. Uh, but so I, I'm not overall thrilled with how this one was handled. And, and I don't know what, if it was the right call or not. Well, and that's why I brought it up because I know the video, like I said, was, was a little bit grainy at times, but I wanted to discuss the mechanics and how we handle that. So Brian, you see a play like this and, you know, umpire kind of, you know, what would you like your umpire to do? What would you like your officials that work for, you know, in Alaska? How would you like them to handle a play like this? Because that, that, that kind of indecision stuff, it's like either make a call or don't. It's either it hit the ground or didn't, right? Absolutely. What I look for is I want an umpire or anybody making a call to be definitive and be confident in their call that they make. We've all been there where we start to pull a flag out of our pocket and then put it back. But obviously at that point, every coach has seen it and want to know why you didn't drop the flag for the foul that everybody else saw. So the same thing here is, is uh, this is something I think our umpire probably could have waited before signaling and just conferred uh, whether it's an incomplete pass or a completed pass, uh, the, the ball is dead at the end of this play. So this would have been one that they could have conferred rather than making an, an unconfirmed signal. So, I'm with you on that because if there's if there's doubt, but you know, kind of what Bill was saying in regards to if there's somebody has to see it incomplete to be incomplete. If not, then we're probably going to go with a catch. I think that umpire. That's why we have our umpire spin. Like I was saying earlier, he's got the view. If he's got that hit in the ground, who cares? We don't have to get together. I'm coming in saying incomplete because I don't care what at that point what the headlines were or even the side judge has because I'm not coming in that hard unless I'm sure now this the mechanics showed that maybe he wasn't sure. So that, but that's definitely a good point to get together. If there is some confusion and let's make a call to, you know, together. So we try to get it right. Robert, what's the, uh, what's the text line? What do you think about this? I'm going to share what the text line is saying. And, and this, this is kind of interesting. 
they're asking to have you replay the video, but let's let's just take take a breath, a step back, and, and breathe out this. If it's requiring you to to ask for a replay, think about how you would behave in a game, because there is some uncertainty. You want more clarity, and in order to get that, you need to confer, confer with your crewmate. A back judge won't have the sight line on this play. The deep wing, likewise. The two officials that have the best sight line are the umpire and the short wing. Those two need to come together, and it's okay. Have a chat, come to an agreement, come together in unison and complete. That's fine. Would you agree with that, Tim? Well, I would agree if there is that indecision. And I think, we'll go back to the play, uh, Alex, we'll go wide on it, and if they want to run it again, here, here it is. Here's the play in real time and real speed. To me, it seems pretty clear that the ball bounces. Boom. Because I, I could see the, the way the, the, the uh, offensive player scoops the ball up, you know, a scoop in itself doesn't necessarily mean it hits the ground, but you could just see it. The, it comes up like he catches it up here after the ball trajectory kind of went towards the ground. Now, I'm not trying to have the best eyes in the game, but that's where our umpire is looking right at. He's got this as incomplete. And I, I'm asking myself when I watch this video why the umpire hesitated. This is his bread and butter call a lot of times, in a, especially in a crew of five, all the time. That's why we have him do it. I don't know why he was not confident. I think he had a great view of it. I think he saw it. He just didn't know what his, maybe he just doesn't know what his headlinesman, he didn't want to counter his headlinesman, but I don't care about countering my headlinesman if I am 100% sure that it's an incomplete. Now, going to what you were saying, Robert, about getting together, if there is indecision, meaning I didn't see it clearly as the umpire, I didn't see it clearly as the headlinesman, we got to get together, we might end up going catch on this if none of us saw the ball hit the ground. But I am hoping, I'm hoping on a play like this, somebody got the view and somebody has the intestinal fortitude to make that call. That umpire, in my opinion, should have made that call right away. He's in great position. He had the call. Make it. Be confident in it. Yes, Robert. One other point that comes to mind is once that wing recognizes that a crewmate is signaling incomplete, then it's incomplete. So you make it the conviction. If the umpire is not coming with conviction, as a crewmate, you saw your, your crewmate signal, you're signaling with them. It's incomplete. Yeah, because it, once it's, like we were saying, once one has it incomplete, then it is incomplete. The only caveat I would add to that is if, let's do the reverse on this. And I'll ask, I'll ask Bill, and then we'll, we'll move on. Bill, let's say this play, it was, it was catch. And I am the headlinesman, and I'm looking at it, and I know, like I'm willing to bet my game check that this guy caught the ball, but my umpire or any other official is coming in incomplete. How would you handle that situation, maybe like if this was in this play? Well, I'd say by the indecision and uh, lack of confidence on that initial signal, if I'm 200% convinced this is a catch, I'm going to be in there and we're going to, we're going to have a real hard discussion about this especially if he, he thinks it hit the ground. So, you know, if he's going to make that call, he better know it hit the ground, not think he hit the ground. And he needs to be more assertive with his mechanics. So there you go. So that's, if you, if you find yourself in that situation where you're willing to bet your game check that, you know, the call, go in there, have the discussion. And I know Bill, we've talked about this before and I'll bring Brian in real quick too. Cause Brian, you know, you're, if you're a referee and now you're coming up on this conversation you know, Bill's talked about it, the chinks in the armor, who's, 
who's got the more conviction. If you've got an official who's like, I know, I'm, I'm 100% sure, sometimes we're going to go with that in, in light of the other person who might have been eh, wishy-washy. Absolutely. I, I want the, the, the officials to come in and make a decision. Either it was a catch or it's not. And to um, as, as a white hat, as a referee, oftentimes I will back out and let them have that conversation themselves so that I'm not influencing one way or the other. And I'd like them to, to again, have that confidence, step up, make the call, call it incomplete, and let's move on. No, I think that's great. Let them figure it out. You don't want to be the ju judge and jury. So, all right, we're going to move on. So this is what we're talking about tonight, catch, no catch. This is the, the topic of the evening. Now, there was a play in the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game, if some of you saw it, in the divisional playoffs, and there was a catch at the back of the end zone, a potential catch, I should say, that the ball was, was, was looked like it may have had some uh, uh, components of possession, but it wasn't, and then the ball came out afterwards okay so and then they went to replay and they looked at it and they decided that it was not well it was ruled incomplete on the field it came back as stands we can't show that play because that's nfl and i you know we're a great organization but we don't have rights to nfl film but that's okay we got lots of plays that are similar to it from the high school uh, stuff that we have that we do so we're going to get into that in a minute but i want to break down there was also a, a facebook group that really got into this discussion about you know, breaking down the federation, was that a, a catch in the federation, in high school? And, you know, college and NFL have their own philosophy. High school, was that a catch? So we're going to go to the rule. I want to break down the rule. And I, I appreciate, the reason why I had Brian come on with this, because Brian sent me this, because in, in relating to some of our discussion we had last week a little bit about catch and no catch. So this is right out of the rule book, okay? The catch is the act is 241, if you want to follow along. Uh, the catch is the act of establishing player possession of a live ball, which is in flight and first contacting the ground inbounds while maintaining possession of the ball or, and then I, I tell the rest of this because this doesn't really apply to a catch per se, or having the forward progress of the player in possession stop while the opponent is carrying the player who is in possession and inbounds. So we're not having a carry situation here. Kind of, we're, we're focusing on the first half of this definition in regards to catch, no catch. So, I'm going to show you the definition again, all right? So this is where this is, I'm going to highlight certain things of the definition. A catch is the act of establishing player possession. So remember that. This is right out of the act. It's an act of establishing player possession and maintaining possession, player in possession. So you see possession a lot in this definition. You see the word act and you see possession, establishing, establishing player possession. So guess what? We go to the Federation book, we continue. There is a possession definition in the Federation handbook or in the Federation rule book. So that is, once again, 234.1 if you want to follow along. A ball in player possession is a live ball held or controlled by a player after it has been handed or snapped to him or after he has caught or recovered it. Okay, so that's the definition of possession. So there's a couple words to define the same thing, which is interesting, but I'm doing the same thing. I'm gonna highlight the important parts of this definition. As you can see, controlled, okay? Possession is controlled, and after he's caught or recovered it, controlled. So I want you to remember these highlighted words in these definitions because they're gonna play an important part as we move forward, how we determine whether a ball is truly caught or not. So now, 
Control Act process. So right, this is right out of dictionary.com because there is not the definition for control in the high school football rule book. Control isn't in there, but it is, it is referenced. So the definition from dictionary.com, exercise restraint or direction over. So that's control. If you can exercise restraint or direction over, in this case would be the ball. Exercise restraint or direction over the ball. Now act, we, we, we showed you act. What is act? How, that is, how is that defined? Act is the process of doing. So there's process, it's a process of doing. So then what's the definition of process? Process is a continuous action or operation or series of changes taking place in a different manner. Okay, so that is process. So we know what process, we know act. So now we're gonna go back to the definition of catch, no catch. And let's go back to, let's go wide on this one, Alex. So that was what we just talked about, right out of the rule book. What we're going to do is now we're gonna replace some of these key words with some of the definitions that we just established coming out of like dictionary.com and other places in the rule book. So now let's reread this definition, but with this meaning we know what these words now mean, insert it. So a catch is the continuous action. You remember what act, what the definition of act is, it's a process which is a continuous action or operation. So a catch is a continuous action or operation of establishing exercise restraint or direction over. That is possession, okay? Or that's control, which is possession. Exercising restraint or direction over. So there's where control comes from, which gets you possession of a live ball, which is in flight and first contacting the ground inbounds while maintaining restraint or direction over the ball. So when we see it that way, it kind of gives us context as to how we can develop a philosophy on whether or not continuous action and process is involved in high school football because it's well-defined at, at the college level and at the, uh, at the uh, NFL. They define what the process of a catch is. It's not as defined in high school, but if you go to this definition and break it down that way, continuous action or operation. So what it, what it comes down to is that it's really a judgment, but you are supported by rule if you believe that during the action of attempting to make a catch, that they did not hang on to the ball through the process, through that continuous action to the ground, then you would be supported based off of these definitions. So let's go to more video. I got, we've got, like I said, we've got some video plays that we can go through and describe and uh, you know, go go a little bit more in depth here. So let me uh, get this uh, get this up, and then we'll we'll, we'll discuss it. So we're going to see a, a series of plays that kind of go into this and how we can break it down. So let's go wide on this play, and this is a pass pass across the middle. You're going to see it here in a moment. Quarterback and shotgun. Here comes the pass. Now he turns, and now the ball's out. All right. So what do we have? Now, the, the officials in this one ruled this a catch and a fumble. So let's go back and we'll look at it again. And then the ball comes out. So using our definition of what a catch is based off of possession and control and a continuing action or continuing uh, operation or process, is this enough? 
is this a continuous action? Would the receiver have had enough continuous action to establish possession in order to make this a catch and then subsequently a fumble? That's where the judgment comes in. But I like it personally. I want to see the entire, that action do something common to the game. And you hear, oh, well, that's not in the high school book, common to the game. Well, no, that's, but that is my continuous action. I want to see the ball be controlled and turned and something happen with that player to establish my level of where I believe the, that process, that continuous action is in order to rule this a catch. And I think a lot of people are on that same page, but I think also a lot of high school officials look at this and look and say, well, no, 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 no. As soon as he has it and he turn, that he's got control, he's got possession. Well, not if that act, not if that continuous action doesn't dictate that. So that's play number one. Now I want to kind of go around and see what, what our panel thinks and what Robert thinks and what the text people think out there. Because please give us your comments. Alex, throw up the text line. So you, can, you might not agree with this, but this is how I've broken down the definition to get to a philosophy. And I did a presentation on this about, about five, six years ago, and I wanted to bring it back because I think it's important because words have meanings. Words mean certain things. So I'm gonna start out with Brian on this one. So Brian, you see what we, how we can break down the definition, and you're probably like, wow, you got way too much time on your hand, Tim. I'm sure you probably that's what you're saying. But, but ultimately, it's, that's, I mean, how else are we going to develop a philosophy if we don't break a, a, a play down or a rule down like that? Because there is no clear casebook play on this. There is, you know, and, and you go to the rules, it kind of is open to like, well, one state wants you to do this, one state wants you to do this. The federation, sometimes the federation committee says, we don't want to do the college and the NFL, we want to have our own thing. But I think that based off of my evidence that you would be, I could be supported by saying a process is the continuous action and going you know, all the way through to the ground could constitute that. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I really liked your definition there. And I like the way that you... Uh, substituted some words. So I may have to borrow that from you. But in this, uh, this case here, um, I didn't see the continuing act, the continuing action that would suggest that the player had full possession. And, and, um, you know, lastly, the thing, the thing that I don't, that when I look at this particular play, um, the last thing I want to do is give away a cheap fumble and a, a cheap turnover. So in this play, it, I didn't see enough action to consider the, the catch to be completed possession and turn. Now, I know that there are some of those purists out there that as per rule had possession foot down, that's a catch. But uh, it, again, I, I really appreciate your definition there. And I think that clarifies what, uh, at least at the NFHS level, what a catch would be. Yeah, so I'm with you. I don't have that continuous action. Bill, I know, you know we, we use a lot of those higher level philosophies, but we're able to break it down at the high school level if we've got you know, the, the basis to do so, which I believe we do. But I also just think it's a good practice, just kind of like Brian said, you don't want to give a cheap turnover and you know, let him make him catch the ball, let him show you the ball, kind of like the baseball philosophy. Yeah, and I mean, if you say that's a catch fumble, if that were in the end zone, you got a touchdown and that would be awful cheap six points just like it would be a cheap turnover out in the field of play. Uh, 
we're, we're overcomplicating this thing. If it's in, it's out that quick. It's incomplete. That's that's allows us to be consistent in our crew, in our conference, um, to the coaches. Uh, they can disagree with a call, but if they know we're consistent, that we're going to say incomplete, then that's it. So they don't uh, lose the ball on one side of the field because it was ruled a catch fumble and now recovered by the other team. But on this side of the field, the official says, no, it's an incomplete pass and they don't get the opportunity to recover it. So he's going to say, you guys aren't consistent, you know, and he's absolutely right. We're not. So incomplete, incomplete. I've said it a hundred times at clinics. I haven't even seen the play yet, but I guarantee you it's incomplete. (laughs) (laughs) So Bill, here's the thing. It's funny because you're like, like I was telling Brian, like, what am I crazy? Putting all the and over, well, no, we're not overcomplicating it because it there are people. Pay grade. There are people though. There are people who want a rule to define their philosophy, and I agree with. We're all, like, like you're you're 100 correct. I, you and I see eye to eye, Brian. I and I see eye to eye. I think I'm gonna go to Robert here. I think he. We all see eye to eye that we want to see you know, a, a clear catch and a clear continuous action that's just that simple. If it's any in doubt, especially an upright receiver like we were talking about, it's incomplete. And like you said, most of the times it is incomplete and we're just splitting those hairs. We don't have the best size in the game, but this is a way for people to at least hang their hat on something that they can say, yeah, this philosophy does make sense from the high school code. Robert, what do we got? Well, we have a viewer with the specific questions. Are, Are we confusing time with continuous motion? Meaning, once he caught the ball or not developed control, keep it simple. So that came from a, from a viewer. Well, time is a component of the continuous action, right out of the definition. An act. What's an act? How is an act defined by time? That's how I would ask you that question. You tell me how is an act. Like if you go to a play, act one is 45 minutes. There's a component of time. So... The act is determining the time. You and your judgment are determining how much time that act consists of, that continuous action. If you want to call this a catch and a fumble, then then your time is minute in this. You believe there's enough time that the ball, that act, constituted enough time to maintain possession and control and then fumble which I don't think we, we agree on, at least the panel here, that this should be that. We think it should be an incomplete pass. But that element of time, that's where the judgment comes in. And we're going to talk about some more plays to try to help you determine what that element of time is. Robert, you got anything else? Yeah, I wish we were unanimous on this being an incomplete pass, but we're not. Uh, however, I think the most favorable uh, quote from Bill was, be consistent. If, if we're not going to be 100%, and, and that's very difficult to be, right, Tim, for everyone Correct. to be 100% with us and incomplete, um, we hope that you view it as incomplete, but if you choose not to, then as Bill suggested, you must rely then on consistency, not only for yourself and your judgment, but your entire crew throughout the game to be consistent. And that's the point we're trying, we're trying to make, is we're trying to become consistent. And trying to give you a building block, we are as, as, a, as a group, as MIBT Online, so you can be consistent and you can develop a philosophy that makes sense from hearing from a guy like Bill who, you know, officiated a national championship game, a guy like Brian who is in, you know, run, you know, is in charge of the Alaska officials, guys like us who have worked a lot of games. And I'm not saying we're 100% right, 
but we're using our experience and what we believe the, the intent of the game is, and we have some backing based off of the words of the definition of the process of a catch, that continuous action. So if you want to rule similar to how they rule in, in college or the NFL, I believe you have basis to do so based off of the previous slides that we went over. If you're going to stick your foot in the ground and kind of like what Brian said and be a purist and say, as soon as he has that ball, as soon as he, I see firm control, I don't care what happens if he's in the air, I don't care if he, what, you know, that's a catch and then that's a fumble. Then I guess that's what, I'm not probably, probably not going to change your mind. I don't think Robert is, I don't think Bill is, but we're trying to get to that point. So that way we can be consistent. And it's nice when we're consistent level to level to level. So that way if they see something on TV and now it's, it's ruled differently in a high school game, they don't lose their mind. We know that there's differences, but if we can get to that consistent level on every, on every code, the better off we're going to be. So let's go to our next play. Now this is, a, this is a good play because we'll go wide on it. This one does involve the end zone. So we were, you know, Bill brought this up before about, well, if you're going to call that one, you know, a catch and a fumble, then the first play, then maybe it was in the end zone to be a touchdown. Well, here we got a play that actually takes place in the end zone. So you can see here's a, here's a play. Now, ball comes out there right at the end. I don't know if you could see that. Right here. So right, right there, you can see the ball is, is here. It looks like he might have control. We, we go through here. Now the ball pops out as he hits the ground. So that, you, know, you see the ball come, come out here. So he, he doesn't maintain that control through that play. So now you have to ask yourself, you know, going back to the, the previous play, you know, right there, he's got, you, know, you, you want to talk about the definition of a catch. Does he have you know, a, a body part down with possession? Is that a touchdown? Right there, is that now a dead ball? And so whatever happens next doesn't matter because I've got a knee down. He appears to possibly have the ball even though he's still going to the ground. And then the ball comes out. Once again, I go to my breakdown of how I believe the definition to be that that's still a continuing action of that catch. The catch hasn't, hasn't been, the, that action hasn't been completed yet until he goes through all of that continuous action, which includes going to the ground. So that would be my thought on that. And that's why I would agree with the back judge who comes across here. And I don't know if you'll, you'll see in a moment, you'll see him come across ruling it incomplete because he sees the ball come out. His obvious judgment was that that continuous action, that element of time was not enough to maintain control, to maintain possession, to be able to rule that a touchdown. So that's where that, you know, that element of time, what is it? I don't know. It's your judgment. I look at a play like this. This is not enough for me because I think that based off of how I believe the definition to be, that's incomplete. I'll start out with Brian on this one. Same thing, Brian, you know, we're going to call this like the first play It's a fumble. And I guess this one's got to be a touchdown. But once again, I don't think the first one was a fumble. I don't think this one's a touchdown. Yeah, in my judgment, the element of time was not uh, was not long enough. I, I, I would think that uh, if you want to sell me on this as a catch and ultimately a touchdown, you're gonna, as you said earlier, get, show me that show me the ball, show me that you have control of the ball after after you've made the catch. And in this case, 
coming to the ground, that continuing action, it dislodged from his grasp. So uh, I, I would call that incomplete and support the back judge on that one. Yep, I would agree. Bill, I know what you got. You already told me. You haven't even seen the play, and you already know what you got. Incomplete pass. <laughs> it's that simple. Don't, yeah, don't mean, give him the cheap one. So Robert's typing away over there. So I know Robert has got, I know I'm, I'm sure there's people who've got a lot to say on this, Robert, and we like to hear from them. Yeah, so far, I would say all but one have it incomplete. So we are coming to an alignment. <laughs> but we do, we do have, uh, you know, someone who typed in a comment that I just want to share. And, is, and, and we should respond to this comment. Yeah. One thing to remember about high school great players is that they make great plays. And we should reward them when, when they make great plays. We should not reward average players for making questionable actions. I, you know, when he posted that, that made me... Uh, feel like we need to respond to that viewer. Well, what do you think? Do you think on this play, this is an extraordinary play or, or an average play? I mean, what, what, how would you think this play would fall into? I have it as incomplete. You know, I'm just, I'm just looking at the actual play itself. As a, you know, mechanically, I, I, things pop out to me. I don't like where the back judge is positioned uh, based on where the ball was originally snapped. If we have five-man mechanics, we should have that official on the, on the goal line. Because the goal line could have been threatened. Not only do you have to have rule on catch, but you have to rule if you do have a completion, if he breaks the plane. Um, but anyhow, uh, then then we had another viewer comment about the wing officials just, you know, you know, getting trying to get in good position. But his camera's moving as well, and we need to get set to s uh, settle our eyes. We'll go back to the play real quick, Robert. You or uh, Alex, you're right, Robert, that this is a five five person. So here's our back judge right here. This will oh, see, come on, draw. All right, our back judge is right here. You can see him. You can see him there. And so based off of that, he should be up. He should be up here more on the goal line because the end line isn't threatened. So I agree with you. He's got goal line responsibility. Why he's not there, I, I, I don't know. But he did have a good angle and he came in incomplete. But that's a very, very good point. So hopefully we've, we've answered some of the questions. And I know there's going to be people who really think that this should be a touchdown but hopefully you know through our discussion you can understand why maybe it's not or maybe why we wouldn't want this call the touchdown and maybe it'll change your philosophy maybe it won't so let's go to our let's go to our next play here and this is the, once again another uh, catch no catch situation and let's see what we got let's pull pull up the play so you're gonna we'll go wide on it so here quarterback is rolling to his right he throws the ball. So once again, was there enough there? See our back judge coming across really incomplete. But we once again talk about that element of time. Is that is that control right there? He's got does he he has the ball, but does he truly have possession of control or control of it? He's got a foot down, so he's he's accomplished that, and now the ball comes out. That continuous action, that process. Was it maintained enough to have control to rule this a catch and then subsequently a fumble? I'm not even going to start out with Bill because I know what Bill has. I'll start out with Robert on this one. Robert, this one seems pretty easy, you know, but, but once again, we get sometimes we can get our, our purists who might think that this is a catch and a fumble. What do you have? Incomplete. Incom no, incomplete. Yeah, I have an incomplete uh, pass. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Incomplete pass. So do I. I mean, we'll go wide on it again, Alex, real quick. You can see 
right here. I don't have, he's turned, he just, he never has enough. He never has that, that element of time for me, that continuous action. He just does not have it long enough. He does not maintain control, restrain or direction over through the entire continuous action of this catch. Incomplete. All right. Well, Robert, any text on this or any any uh, uh, questions or comments that people want to bring up? Gosh, there there are, and, and I'm, I'm going to read it because they keep c- coming in like this. Let's define maintain. <laughs> I thought you did that, but uh, someone obviously didn't get the clear understanding of maintain. Maintain, okay. Restraint or direction over. So ma- maintaining that is a restraint, is a continuous action of restraint or direction over. And I mean, I can run back real quick to the, to the definition and I'll throw it back up here real quick. So we'll, we'll show it. So there it is. So there's, there's two, four, one, the first part, and then two, four, one, the second part. So where the act of establishing player possession while maintaining possession. So possession, maintaining possession. So while maintaining restraint or direction over. So that's, there's your maintaining. The player has to maintain that restrainer direction over through going to the back to the top through the continuous action or operation. So now you go you go to the play and the play the, the, he doesn't do that in, in my opinion and I'm sure in, in everybody else's opinion on the panel he does not maintain that. So that's where your maintain comes in. He does not have that restraint or direction over during the continuous action. I know it's real, and, and I, I understand like like uh, what what Bill's saying. Wow, we're getting really in deep into the woods here. Bill, break it down again for us. I mean, how simple does this need to be? And we are we have some um, backing or some you know some rule that reference based off of some of the words we can define that we can rule this way as an incomplete pass. Would you agree? Yeah, it, it's about ownership, really. I mean, I'll throw that term in there. Do you own the football yet? And these are examples where nobody owned the football. They didn't even borrow it uh, long <laughs> enough. Um, so we, why we're trying to make these into catches, and I understand the thing, the comment about all oh, the players today, uh, are, they, are they so gifted? And I think the athletes today are more gifted than they were 15, 20 years ago. However... You know, the process of the catch uh, and the, to gain possession of a ball it requires control inbounds and being able to do something common to the game. Dropping the football is not something common to the game. So hang on to it. You know, if you want it, hang on to it. No, that's it's pretty it's pretty simple. And I, I agree. And obviously we, we do agree, but it's, it's important to show some examples like this so people can start to develop their own philosophy and see examples of say, all right, that's not enough. That's not enough. Robert. Gosh, I got a great comment by a viewer. I'm just going to read it because it's excellent. Uh, this is by George, and he, he writes, it might be worth pointing out that simply stopping the ball's momentum as it falls into the receiver's hands does not constitute restraint or direction of the ball. So that's another way of looking at it. Right. It, do, it doesn't. It, it, because, because there's two parts of that definition. Restraint direction over, continuing action or operation. Based off of the definitions of what act is and what, what possession is. And like I said, these are just, and, and process and all that. That's where this comes from. So once again, we're not, 
I appreciate all the comments. So we're, 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 this is a great discussion because we're going to be better now. We're going to be better because of this. And I, I know it, it, it. I'm glad we're having it. So we got one last play to go through and, and let's go wide on this one. And this one I think is going to be a, a little bit more defined, uh, but <laughs> who knows nowadays, you know. So this player goes up, comes down, and now the ball pops out. Paul, the ball pops out. Basically, he's got it potentially there. Now when, he, when the, his back hits the ground, then the ball comes out. Now there's some question, does the ball come out because the, he had it right there, and now the defender knocks it out of his hand? There's, there's that question. I'll run it again in real time because, you know, slow motion sometimes can deceive us on these types of plays. <coughs> and now, boom, the ball's, on, the ball's on the ground. And we see our official come in. He has some question. He got some help from the back judge because I think his line of sight might have been blocked on this. He might not have seen the ball from the beginning, middle, and end. So he just kind of holds off. But our back judge comes in pretty hard and rolls this incomplete, which I, I believe is the, the correct call. Brian, same thing. You know, on the back now, if when is the you know, we, element of time, continuous action, all the stuff that we've been talking about, I've got the ball on my back, and now, you know, if I'm still moving, the defender knocks it out. I know I'm adding a little bit to this play, but how do you, how do you, what's your process in determining a play like this, whether you want to go catch or no catch? Actually, I looked at a couple of things on, on that play there. One is, uh, for me, that element of time was not there. Uh, again, I'm looking for the receiver to show me that he made the catch. Uh, secondly, I also looked at how did the other players respond? Uh, I didn't see any defensive player diving on the ball, even them thinking that there may have been a fumble. And then lastly, I kind of wanted to dovetail on what Mr. Lamagna said was, uh, own it. But I, I would say from the official's perspective, you have to own that call too, whether you're going to call it incomplete or if you do call it complete, you potentially you have the potential now for a fumble and a scrum on the field. So either way, uh, own, own your call. Right. I mean, that's really what it, what it comes down to. Uh, Robert, what, what's the text look like on this one? Boy, we, we're 100% unanimous now. We are 100% incomplete. So this is, this is fantastic. It looks like this discussion has really resonated. All right, 100% incomplete on that one. Bill, I'll kind of let you kind of surmise, give us a little uh, summary. I know you've been real clear, but without with taking us, we went into the woods. We went really deep into the woods here. Once again, take us out of the woods. Get us, get us where we need to be. <laughs> take us out of the woods. Well, it's, it's to me, it's just as simple. I, again, I use that term ownership. Uh, it's your responsibility as the receiver to prove you had a catch. Um, and when there's doubt there whatsoever, we're going to have an incomplete pass. Um, I, I'm just perplexed sometimes when I see the calls that are made that result in a catch, result in a catch fumble. And it's just like, that is, that, that's not even close. I mean, I know we didn't show the play, but the, the uh, New Orleans play, that was a phenomenal call by the back judge, uh, Dino Paganelli. And what I was disappointed in, and, and they helped contribute to the confusion, 
is that the review on that came up as a stands instead of a confirmed. And it's like, time out. This is an incomplete pass. Just confirm the thing. Because saying it was stands is now going to take and put us in a situation that if you'd have called a touchdown, it stands. So come on, take the, the NFL, college football, everybody just needs to dig their heels in harder and, and just say incomplete. End of discussion, incomplete. So there you are. You heard you heard it from <laughs> you heard it from Bill himself right from that play, and that's what started this this whole conversation. We're going to throw it one last time to Robert to kind of sum up, you know, the action that's been going on. But before I do that, I want Alex to throw up our call-in line, which is active. Now, here's the thing. You've been out there in text land. You've been out there watching this. This is your chance. We, will, we, we want to hear from you. There's our call-in line. You can call us. And if you've got something to say, don't be shy. We're not going to, we want to have a discussion. This is your chance to have your voice heard more than just on a text, your actual voice heard, is to, and if you might disagree with us, you might agree with us, you might have another point that we missed, please give us a call. We'll take some calls here at the end. We're looking forward, hopefully that everything's gonna work. We, you know, we haven't done the call in line for a while. But Robert, what, give us a summary, or summary of what, what's kind of been happening in the, in the text room tonight. All right, I'm, I'm gonna summarize you know, the final sentiment of, of the doubters. These are of the doubters now. We, we, I think we align ni over 90% of those with us on incomplete tonight. So that's fantastic. But the doubters are still kind of teetering on this. Why are we holding the high school athlete to the standard of a collegiate level or an NFL level player is one angle. Another angle is some of their mentors or uh, other officials in their fraternity have said they, that the, uh, uh, the term surviving the ground is mentioned, but we didn't mention that tonight. So those are the summation of the last two comments that came from the viewers. Yeah, and maybe one time we threw, threw out survival, but we tried to stay away from that, survival. It's called a continue, continuous action or operation, the continuous action of the process. And right out of the definition, we, ho we hopefully did, we did a pretty good job. Like I said, give us a call. If you want to talk about this a little bit more, we'll get to it here in a moment. But now it's, we're going to go to the play of the week for this week. So let's go to the graphic. So now it's time for uh, this week's uh, Play of the Week here at MIBTOnline.com. And this is another fun one. I always say that. I always say that, Robert. This is another fun one. They're all fun because this is what we do. This is, I mean, what else have we got to do? So eventually we'll actually hopefully be out refereeing again at some point, whether we get to do it next fall or we get to do it this spring. So here's Play of the Week. We're going to go wide on the play. And uh, we'll pull the, pull the number down just for a minute. We'll pull the number back up in just a second. So this is a kickoff. I want you to watch. Pretty simple, free kick. Could be to start the game. Could be after a score. There's the ball. Guy catches the ball. What happens? Uh-oh. I don't know. It looks like we're ruling that. Looks like our ruling official is saying he's killing the clock. So we'll look at it again. Here's the play. All right. There you go. So now, here are your choices. Play of the week for this week. Is this a free kick out of bounds? Yes or no? That's simple. Is this a free kick out of bounds? Yes or no? You can, we'll have the Twitter poll up at officially speak like we do every week, or you can email me, Tim at MIBTmedia.com, if you would like to comment. I didn't read any comments this week because I knew we'd have a lot to get through. Maybe I'll have a chance to read some comments next week on this play, but pretty simple. Free kick out of bounds? Yes or no? I look forward to your responses. 
All right, so let's uh, go to the, let's see if we get anybody on the, on the phone line here. I'm going to pull, pull this back up here, see if anybody is calling in. Guess what, Robert? Nobody's calling in. I don't understand this. People are like, oh, they start ticks away, but when it comes time, they don't want to pick up the phone. Alex, throw, the, throw up the line. We'll give it a, we'll give it a minute here, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's the phone line, 402-256-MIBT. 2566428, area code 402. We'll give it a couple minutes, see if anybody wants to jump on. Um, but I'm going to throw it over to, to Brian here real quick. Brian, uh, once again, thanks for being here. Now, Alaska, you guys did get to play your season, so congratulations on that. Um, has there been any discussion from what you've heard from like the Federation, the Rules Committee? I, I mean, I heard that they're probably not going to make a lot of changes this year because there's still uh, states that are, still have to do their seasons and have you heard anything like that? And, and what are you doing to prep for, uh, for the fall for, uh, in Alaska? Well, a couple of things. Uh, I, I do sit on the National Federation Rules Committee, and we did meet last week virtually. And uh, while I can't share rule changes, um, compared to proposals and rule changes in the past, it has been pretty minimal. And, and some of the argument was that not all uh, states have participated in their season. Uh, here in Alaska, we are uh, probably going to start to get ready again for next fall's football season. Uh, I, I, of course, I encourage my colleagues and our officials here throughout the state to watch MIBT online, <laughs> as well as we have appreciate our own training. Now, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, because we try. We try to do a good job here. So, uh, well, Robert, you know, we, we do this like like a sports talk radio show. Uh, good thing we're not like a sports talk radio show because we'd be like, we'd be talking to each other. But I guess sometimes they don't even take calls on those. They say they put a number, maybe people don't call. Who knows? We, we'll, we'll never know. All right, I guess nobody wants to talk to us today. Bill, nobody wants to talk to you. Did you scare everybody away tonight, Bill? Is that it? Did you scare them away? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, it wasn't like I said I'd pull your license or anything if you, if you <laughs> call this a catch fumble, you know. But, however... <laughs> yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens all right well we're gonna we'll shut this down then that's all right we had a good meeting night because i think we learned i think we learned a lot so uh, that's that's what i i think we did i think we had a, a great time and alex you can take the number down i just we, we turned the phone lines off well maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll go we'll revisit the phone lines next week but a lot of people did text so i appreciate that as well so Brian from Alaska, Brian Hoskins, thank you so much for taking some time out uh, tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough. You know, it's only uh, almost five o'clock here. So uh, for me, you know, I'm not up late like you guys are across the, across the nation here. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I appreciate I still do appreciate you taking, taking time, taking some time away from your dinner. How about that? There we go. <laughs> Bill Amanye. Bill, on some island, you know, I, some of those officials probably want you to stay on that deserted desert island and not come back. I'll take them up on that if that's possible. Just <laughs> yeah, to hang out. Just to hang out. Well, thanks for being here, Bill. Robert, thanks for manning the, uh, the text line. Really appreciate that. And uh, for being here as usual, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. I really thank the viewers for participating and engaging tonight's discussion. Truly, we, we do love hearing from you. So we hope that you join us again next week. And last but not least, hopefully he'll give us some words of wisdom this week. He always has some words of wisdom to give us. Alex, where are, what is your words of wisdom there from the control room today? Wow. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking the whole stream, like, what, what am I going to say? But uh, 
Actually, uh, I think this was a great stream. I actually learned a little something about Catch No Catch. And I think the best thing about it is no one came together collectively. And whoever was doubtful on these can now align themselves with some of the best officials. So you guys lucked out. (laughs) <laughs> now you don't have to doubt anymore. And this is somebody, there you go. This is just some some kid, you know, some kid, some guy, you know, he's just telling you out there. So we thank Alex for all the work he did tonight. We thank everybody for watching on the streams, on the Facebook, on the YouTube, on our stream. We thank you for being a member. Please consider joining MIB10Line.com if you're not a member. We're going to keep doing this. We do other sports, so it doesn't matter. One fee, one subscription gets you access to all our sports, volleyball, softball, baseball, basketball, you name it, you get that whole thing for just one uh, subscription. And I don't know if you're going to find it. You join an association in Illinois here, Ron. You usually have to pay for like the football association. The fa- you don't have to do that here. So please consider joining us if you're not a member. If you are a member, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we're going to continue this great training as we move forward here into 2021. So for all this, uh, the, the, the panel, for Alex, for, for Robert, Brian, and uh Robert or for uh, Bill. I'm Tim Kiefer. We'll catch you next week right here in mybtnline.com, 7 p.m. Central. Until then, have a great week, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening to the mibtonline.com podcast. Join today at mibtonline.com. We'll catch you next time.